This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, February 18th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing this morning? Um, you know, a little on the tired side from a late shift and uh, cannot find my AirPods. They were charging on the counter last night. They're not there today. So, not sure what to make of that. Maybe it was a <laughs> g- 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 ghost. Yeah, I don't know, man. I got home at uh, 1 this morning and then I shoveled the driveway and uh, it was charging on the little charger by the outlet. I unplugged it put my phone on the charger last night so i remember taking it off they didn't touch the airpods and uh they're not there this morning <laughs> maybe you nope. sleepwalked and put them in the freezer or something along those lines oh uh, let's hope not because they ain't gonna be working anymore right <laughs> no but on our uh, long break i'm gonna attempt to find them because i'm not I'm not typically a big fan of the the big headphones unless i'm in studio and uh, actually they're live connected it's a little bit better this is like too much on my too much for me but uh, nonetheless i'll quit bitching about it ready for a fun show (laughs) sounds good well folks let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host tony what would you say the future of food is um i was i would hope that it'd be like back to the future too you know, where you get like the little tear open thing, the little pizza hut thing, and then it just turns into a big fresh gourmet pizza. Ooh, yeah. That not, would... not that pizza not that Pizza Hut's fresh or you know, or gourmet, but like from Back <laughs> to the Future too, that pizza looks so good when it came out of the oven. Yeah, you know, sort of when I think of future food, I think uh, Star Trek and the, the replicators, you know, you can basically order whatever you want and you know, it materializes out of nothing. Well, this is not too far off. KFC has partnered with a Russian bioprinting company to bring 3D printed chicken nuggets to the table. Coined as the meat of the future, the lab created chicken meat is KFC's response to the growing interest of healthy lifestyles, the rise in demand for meat alternatives, and the increasing need to develop more environmentally friendly methods of food production. It is also KFC's next step in creating a restaurant of the future. The chicken company's Russian partner, 3D Bioprinting Solutions, is developing additive bioprinting technology using chicken cells and plant material to recreate the taste and texture of 
chicken meat with almost no animal involved in the process. Well, provided yeah. with KFC's necessary ingredients, such as uh, breading and spices, the laboratory-produced meat aims to achieve the signature KFC taste. 3D bioprinting technologies initially widely recognized in medicine are nowadays gaining popularity in producing foods such as meat, said Yusek Kuswani, co-founder of 3D Bioprinting Solutions. In the future, the rapid development of such technologies will allow us to make 3D printed meat products more accessible, and we are hoping that the technology created as a result of our co- <coughs> excuse me, our cooperation with KFC will help accelerate the launch of cell-based meat products on the market. In the statement, the chicken franchise listed the advantages of utilizing the bioprinting method, including the absence of various additives used traditionally in farming and animal husbandry, and the ethics of a production process that claims to not cause harm to animals. The company also emphasized that bioprinting remains an environmentally friendly procedure to produce uh, to produce than the standard way of producing chicken meat. Um, my only question is, you know, in their partnership with this bioprinting company, do they have to give up the secret recipe, the secret uh, 11 herbs and spices? <laughs> right? You would almost think that they would have to uh, come up with something like that to, for just 3D print. The whole 3D printing thing is weird to me. <laughs> of it, food and, and bio-based materials or just in general? In general. It's just very strange to me. It's amazing what 3D printing has allowed us to do, um, you know, uh, uh, prototyping for new products and inventions, you know, can be done almost instantaneous, instantaneously at this point. And so uh, I, I love the idea of 3D printing. I don't know about plant-based materials to try and recreate the look, feel, and taste of a chicken nugget. Right. I like like, my... I'll just go get a I'll go get a real chicken nugget, and I think that'll be good. Exactly. I like my chicken nuggets uh, original or extra yeah. crispy, but... Oh, uh, yeah. Either way. <laughs> exactly. Well, folks, it is Thursday. We have a wonderful show lined up for you today. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? The third day. All right? Monday, uh-huh. one day. Tuesday, two day. Wednesday? When? Huh? What day? Thursday! The third day, okay? It is Thursday, the third day, and as we do on Thursdays, we explore America's penis and the strange things that happen down there. Yes, I'm talking Florida, man. We have a segment called That's the Fact, Jack. Our calling topic today is What Would You Give Up for a Million Dollars? We have a segment called Public Transit Transgressions. We round out the day with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. 
And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Thursday, February 18th. Now, we have a little thing that we talk about each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you tried to print food through your 3D printer. We want to know about it. Just give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, speaking of entertaining, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, February 18th, and here is your Filippo Fast Five. <clears throat> Mom, the show on CBS was canceled after season eight. I guess losing Anna Ferris did have its effects. She was the best part uh, of it. Golden Girls is coming to Disney Plus. So now you can watch it on Hulu and Disney Plus. Say what? Yeah. It's kind of weird that it's going to Disney Plus. I'd just probably keep that Hulu. But. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. But but it's got a great following, so good on them. Uh, Lucasfilm confirms that Cara Dune won't be recast, so if you were ever hoping Cara Dune was coming back, eh, not likely. <laughs> uh, former Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence underwent surgery on his left non-throwing shoulder Tuesday, and Rush Limbaugh, conservative media icon, dead at 70, battling cancer. Fatalities. That's your Fast Five. Now, during the commercial, I did find my earbuds, so this is a lot better. So I could hear the show better as I do this. Good. So just random effects if you watch from there to there. It's a little <laughs> more free. Freeing, I say. Free. Um, so it looks like Wednesday Adams is finally getting the spotlight all to herself. This week, it was confirmed that Tim Burton's live-action Adams Family TV reboot has a streaming platform to call home as well as the official first look of the coming-of-age comedy series has made its unsettling debut. Back in October, Tim Burton fans rejoiced as reports emerged that the director is working on an Adams Family reboot exclusively for television. However, fans soon learned that this new live-action series isn't the reboot that they may have been expecting. This time around, the show is completely centered around Wednesday Adams, and it was initially reported that Netflix was at the top of the list of the landing project. Now it looks like Netflix officially has won the bid for the new show. After all, Wednesday is a coming-of-age comedy series that focuses solely on the dark-haired girl with a personality to match. Deadline reports that the live-action series follows Wednesday's years as a student at Nevermore Academy. While there, she attempts to master her emerging psychic ability, prevent a massive killing spree in her own local town, and solve the supernatural mystery that involved her parents 24 years ago. During all of this, she must navigate her new and sometimes complicated relationships. On February 17th, uh, they unveiled a mysterious first look at the new show with an official poster, which shows Wednesday strumming away on a cello with an eerie knife in hand. Um, so, if you're fans of The Addams Family, what are your reactions to the Tim Burton's film or new show? Uh, let us know below. Is this something you'd be interested in, Christian? Uh, you know, I'll check it out. I like Tim Burton. I enjoyed the Adams Family, pretty much every incarnation of it so far. I like the fact that they're sort of reimagining it. They're not uh, just sort of taking that same old uh, formula and, and rehashing it. Um, who's the actress that's playing Wednesday Adams? Does it say? Doesn't say. No. 
Not at least in this little snippet, it doesn't have anything. That's strange. So, you think they didn't? It doesn't that. show her face. It's like a blacked out face with the hand playing the cello with the knife. Maybe they haven't cast it yet. That's true. It doesn't even say. It did just basically little teaser trailer. It's coming to Netflix, so it's probably still all coming together. But yeah, nonetheless, yeah, it's uh, it's on its way. It won't be Christina Ricci though. No, no. Unfortunately, she um, was a great Wednesday. And then we go from Tim Burton to. Tim Tebow, he finally announces his retirement from baseball. Uh, The New York Mets uh, yesterday announced that the outfielder Tim Tebow is retiring. It has been a pleasure to have Tim in our organization, and he's been a consummate professional during his four years with the Mets. Uh, By reaching the AAA level in 2019, he far exceeded expectations when he first entered the system in 2016. He should be very proud of his accomplishments. Tebow signed with the Mets on September 8, 2016, and participated in the Instructional League. Um, He hit a home run in his first at-bat against the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, But other than that, he bounced around from double-A ball to triple-A ball. Never made it to the professionals, but at least he got to have a longer career in minor league baseball than he did at the NFL. Um, And the funny funny thing is that, you know, obviously we know that uh, he left football, you know, Last I heard, he was trying out for the Farm League. I know he had gotten into one of the AAA teams, something along those lines, but never heard anything about it again. So I was surprised to hear that uh, he was even still playing at this point. Yeah, they invited him back for one more, and he came out and said, no, nah, I'm going to just retire. My, um, my guess you is know, we're going to see him as a commentator for either college football or like uh, one of the professional halftime shows. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, too, if he joined uh, Urban Meyer down in Jacksonville as, like, a coach or something. Yeah. Something yeah. along those lines. You know, it's in his hometown, and uh, Urban Meyer was his uh, coach down for the Gators. So it should be interesting to see where that goes. Definitely. But uh, nonetheless, the guy has a – he's made a career, you know, <laughs> outside. So it was uh, – not one of my favorite Bronco quarterbacks, but definitely he was good to have in Denver. He wasn't overly good quarterback, but uh, he created Tebow mania, and that was a lot of fun. He was good for PR, not necessarily the team itself. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was more fun than what we're having nowadays. That's for dang sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and yesterday I had teased you guys. I had said uh, that there'd be a Nintendo Direct, and... Uh, well, it happened, and uh, here's a couple of the... I'll just go through the snippets. I won't go through the whole half hour's worth of stuff. Basically, what you're going to get and what was announced was Splatoon 3, um, which will be something that I know, like, your kiddos love Splatoon 2. Mm-hmm. So this one will kind of build more and have more matches, things like that. So if you have little ones or you are a fan of that game, Splatoon 3 will be out later. Um, no, it looks it says early 2022, okay. but it was just announced. It was the last thing they did announce. Hey, if I asked you if you knew who Pyra and Mithra were could you tell me what game they're from only because i read the article but uh okay but otherwise no no, right not a clue yeah if you're a fan of the xenoblade chronicles games uh that's where they're from and they'll be joining smash brothers ultimate uh not characters i mean i watched the video footage they looked uh they looked like fun fighters but i just don't know them i'd rather have characters from video games that i know of but you know Pyra and Mithra, they join Smash Brothers. They, there they you go. S- they sound like uh, they, monsters that uh, Godzilla would battle. Pyra, Mithra! Whee! 
Uh, the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD, which was originally released in 2011 on the Wii. And then it got a re-release on the Wii U, I remember, too. But uh, it's coming to the Nintendo Switch on July 16th. And this time you could actually uh, use some controls. I guess it was a motion control-based game. So you don't have to use them, but you can use the motion controls if you'd like. Did you ever play a fan of that game? Did you ever play that game, Tom? No. I didn't either. I, in fact, I wasn't even familiar with it. I skipped the whole Wii era of Nintendo, so uh, when I saw that that was announced, uh, it's kind of crickets to me. You know, I was hoping for like Ocarina of Time or Mask of Majora HD, one of those, but nope. Yeah, well, I'm, I bet you're going to get it at some point this year because they did that with Mario, uh, the Mario All-Stars one. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought that was going to be announced at the beginning of the year for the 35th anniversary, and you didn't hear nothing until the half, the second half of the year. So I'd imagine that we're going to get an All-Stars version of Zelda with the Ocarina Time and Majora's Mask and uh, the Wind Waker, um, which that one was uh, on the GameCube, and then it went over to uh, uh, the Wii U in an HD remaster. Fantastic game. That's the one where he's cartoony, the cell shaded one. Gotcha. Okay. That that's what the Wind Waker was. If you didn't know that, never one. played you that probably one. Yep. Did. Yeah. So you missed those whole eras. So I think this is a good idea for Skyward Sword. This gives uh, you know Zelda fans like yourself an opportunity to play the game. And uh, I never played it on the Wii. I think it came out towards the end of the Wii cycle. Okay. And because it was one of the launch titles on. Uh, on the uh, Wii U, I think the HD version. Yeah, gotcha. I never, right. I never picked it up though. So, um, definitely something I'm interested in for sure. Um, a huge. Uh, this one looks actually kind of fun. Mario Golf Super Rush. So, new Mario game coming out. Even though it is just a uh, golf game, but I remember the Mario Golf games being pretty dang fun on the uh, on the uh, GameCube and the Switch. So, or I mean the the Wii. Yeah. Back in the day. Now, Mario Golf, I don't know if it's a $60 game. Hopefully, they, you know, give no. it like a $20 entry point. But, uh, you know, it's not the same as like a brand new Mario Mario game or Mario Kart. This is one of those sort of like little side games, you know, like the Mario and Sonic Olympics that uh, shouldn't cost quite as much. Yeah, definitely. It's one of those, you got to have a niche for it. And I, Mike picked up uh, Mario Tennis and he said that one was terrible. And he, the old tennis games were fun, yeah. so uh, fingers crossed it's good. Um, there's a whole list of uh, games coming out. I'll share them on our uh, Facebook page, but uh, a couple other notable ones. Ghost and Goblins Resurrection um, comes out this coming week, so if you're a fan of the old school Ghost and Goblins game, it's back with uh, a little bit better graphics for the Switch. Um, that one's at a $30 price point, which is good. And then today uh, there's a thing called Capcom Arcade Stadium, so dozens of Capcom's most beloved arcade classics you can play on the Nintendo Switch. Um, you can get 1943, The Battle of Midway, for free. Then you can purchase standalone games like uh, the original Ghost and Goblins. Um, you can pick up all kinds of different little packs on the uh, Nintendo um, online Switch. And then they announced Ninja Gaiden Master Collection, which is not the old school Ninja Gaiden games that you and I had as Nintendo fans. But this one was the uh, 3D ones that came out on the original Xbox, um, hmm. which I didn't get a chance to play those. So Me neither. Uh, they're, they're all HD remastered. Ninja Gaiden Master Collection comes out June 10th. And uh, 
That is your uh, very stretched out entertainment news. There was a lot of video game stuff on that one. This is uh, very video game centric, but now we must roll on through the birthdays. It's my birthday! Yo, Dre, what up? It's your birthday. Dr. Dre is 55. Uh, Vinny Barberini, uh, he likes his face off. Oh, even though that was more the Nicolas Cage version. Right. <laughs> like, John Travolta's was more of that, wee what a predicament. But John Travolta is 66. Former teen actress known for being in the Brat Pack of the 80s. She appeared in 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club, and Pretty in Pink. Molly Ringwald is 52. Uh, the ageless wonder. She's still good looking, even at this age. Uh, Vanna White. She started the show in 82. She is now 64. Wow. Still looks good. Uh, Christian's absolute most favorite person in the whole wide world, Yoko Ono. Nope. It's her birthday. It's so awesome that I put this in there. I didn't even put her age. That's how, <laughs> that's how great that was. Um, and then uh, former Pittsburgh Steeler shipped off to the Jets and then went off to the Chiefs to do nothing for them. Le'Veon Bell, 29. That is your celebrity birthdays for Thursday the 19th. And folks, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, oh, it's one of my favorite segments of the week. We're exploring America's penis and the strange things that happen down there. Yes, we're talking Florida, man. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Thursday, February 18th. Now we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now if you want to get a hold of me on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at Facebook.com forward slash Tony.SanFilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. Now, being that it's Thursday, the third day, as we do on this day, which I love so much, we explore America's penis, the strange things that happen down there. Yes, it is time for Florida Man. Oh, good for you. Oh, yeah, it's that time again, everybody. It is Florida Man. And uh, even though uh, this will be the shameless plug that next week we will be running best ofs because I will be hanging out with Florida Man. You will be Florida Man. (laughs) Yeah, we'll be Florida Man. I will try to find my own stories while I'm there. (laughs) Um, But hopefully I avoid pretty much all these crazies. So uh, we are going on down. Doesn't say where we're going in Florida on this particular one, other than the man in Florida was arrested after he destroyed property, including cars and homes, with a sledgehammer in a smashing spree. Police apprehended 32-year-old Rafael Torres Gomez around 2.30 in the afternoon. 
This past Saturday, after destroying multiple pieces of property in a neighborhood near Pirates Road on the Florida island of Little Torch Key. Guess that's where we're going. Little Torch Key. Little Torch Key. Uh, Gomez tried to explain that he kept seeing demons, and his only defense was to smash them with a sledgehammer. It's also important to note that Gomez had been drinking and had recently taken an unknown narcotic and hallucinogen. Say what? Uh, yeah. Demons! Ooh, I hit him with the sledgehammer playing Donkey Kong. I talk to the channel. <laughs> Which this caused visions of demons dancing through his head. Gomez was ordered at gunpoint to drop the sledgehammer and get on the ground. But he didn't. He resisted while being handcuffed, tased, and eventually arrested. Residents say Gomez broke a $300 window at a residence, struck a pickup truck door, causing $200 in damage, shattered another car's window, and one resident found his upstairs window broken. A screen door was damaged, and television and multiple other objects inside his home were destroyed. Gomez is being held in the Monroe County Correctional Facility and faces multiple charges of property damage, uh, property damage greater of $1,000, burglary, resisting arrest, and he was denied bond. No surprise. And uh, we actually got a quote for him when uh, they asked him what he was trying to do. He said he was trying to unleash the beast. Yeah, <laughs> he was. I see demons. Oh, man, this is fun stuff. A uh, Florida man uh, is uh, desperate to get his beer Friday, so he used uh, hot dogs and corn dog stick to attack a gas station clerk. Uh, a gas station clerk, police said. Kevin McDaniel, no, it just reminded me of Shooter McGavin for some reason. <laughs> Kevin McDaniel threw hot dogs and poked the female clerk with a corn dog stick at the Petro gas station in Marion County. Officials said McDaniel's bizarre outbreak allegedly. Began after the clerk, the clerk refused to sell him beer. It's unclear what the clerk's reasons were. The victim was left with a red mark under her eye due to the corn dog stick attack. Surveillance video captured a man identified as McDaniel lunging with a hot dog and a corn dog at the clerk. McDaniel was charged with battery touch or strike. He also violated his probation at Pas from Pasco County. He's being held in jail with no bond. Isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna poke you with this little corn dog stick. <laughs> Jeez. Well, now this one actually tells me where we're at, so we're gonna go down to Kissimmee, Florida. Would you like fries with that? How about a side of cash? Deputy said a man walked into a McDonald's in Kissimmee on Sunday night wearing an employee uniform. He walked behind a cash register and helped another man place an order. Seconds later, the cash register drawer opened and surveillance footage showed the man posing as a worker grabbed some cash before running out the door of the restaurant while the other man, uh, while the other man ran out the door after him. Um, deputies from the, uh, the Oscola County Sheriff's Office and said Sunday's incident is the second one involving the same man wearing a McDonald's uniform. Investigators say the first incident happened at another restaurant uh, back in December. Deputies describe the suspect wearing the McDonald's uniform as a man in his mid-twenties who is approximately six feet, two inches tall, weighs around 170 pounds. They describe the second suspect in Sunday's incident as a male in the late twenties, approximately five feet, ten inches tall, weighing about 230 pounds. So they didn't get caught, but they uh, sure posed uh, as uh, McDonald's employees. You would have never known the difference. Way to go, a-hole! 
My guess, and I'm just throwing this out there, that uh, if they have McDonald's uniforms, my guess is that they might have been former McDonald's employees or current McDonald's employees at another location. Might want to start there. Yeah, just start there. Or they might have family members that work there and they took their uniform. Yeah. Yeah, it's called also pay attention. You should know if you're working at a McDonald's, like, who the hell is that guy? Like, you think you would pay attention because McDonald's, from what I remember, is not typically too slow. I wouldn't imagine, but I haven't been in it in a long time. So To be fair, it is Florida. So This is true. Uh, we're going down to Port Ritchie, Florida now, where deputies have arrested a man with a tattoo of the state of Florida on his forehead. What a winner. Um, he's accused of misusing the 911 calling system. According to an arrest report by Fox 13, 22-year-old Matthew Latham was arrested Sunday morning. Uh, by Pasco County deputies. According to deputies, Latham called 911 to ask for a ride home and cursed at the operator while on the phone. Investigators say the operator gave Latham the non-emergency number. A deputy also spoke to Latham and said they offered to call a taxi, but Latham said he didn't have any money and instead started traveling on foot. Deputies said Latham called 911 again to ask for a ride home. A deputy met with him while he was still on the phone with the dispatcher and then they just arrested him. Deputy said a search, they found marijuana, but said Latham denied knowing what it was. So Latham faces charges of misusing the 911 system and possession of marijuana. Oh, good for you. And Imagine a guy just wanted to ride home. He gets arrested. And best what an par- idiot. Best part is he has a penis tattooed on his forehead. America's it really penis. does. It's big, too. It's like right in the middle. <laughs> uh, we're going down to Clearwater, Florida. That's ironically where I'm going to. A Florida man was stunned by his taser-wielding wife when he asked to sep- when he asked to separate, deputy said. Pamela Carr, 69, <laughs> was arrested nice. Sunday at her Clearwater mobile home and charged with aggravated domestic battery, a Pinellas County Sheriff's Office report said. Carr and her husband got into an argument Sunday morning after he told her he wanted to end their marriage of nine years. At some point, Carr pulled out a taser, stunned her husband several times at close range rather than shooting him with barbed darts. Deputies said Carr admitted to stunning her husband but claimed she acted in self-defense. Carr was released from jail Monday on a $1,000 bond in order to stay away from her husband. She'll be allowed one visit with a law enforcement escort to retrieve her belongings from the Serendipity mobile home community. Carr was being represented by Public Defender's Office. A spokeswoman said they generally don't comment on active cases. So, Toasty! It's, that's just when things go south, right? <laughs> exactly. And we're going to go. We have time for one yeah. last one. So let's go on down where a Florida man is accused of threatening his family by texting them Coldplay lyrics and warning them of retribution from his Nazi prison associates, was persuaded persuaded by police to end a standoff and return for a fresh slice of pizza. Evan Charles McLemore, under the belief the SWAT team negotiators were ready to hand him one of America's favorite foods, was taken into custody Tuesday following a four-hour confirmation down at his Pensacola home. Never underestimate the power of pizza with flavored crust, the Pensacola Police Department wrote on Facebook, while adding officers cannot comment on the rumors about pineapple being on said pizza. It was not immediately clear if responding officers even gave McLemore a slice, but they did deliver him charges of resisting arrest of an officer without violence and aggravated stalking. Uh, The newspaper said the incident unfolded 
after police initially responded to a call about possible battery and reportedly learned that McLemore had barricaded himself inside a room at the home. The suspect added called out that he had a gun to his head and he was not going back to prison no matter what it took. After numerous attempts to lure McLemore out of the room proved unsuccessful, SWAT was called in and they deployed the big guns, the promise of pizza. Prior to his arrest, McLemore was wanted for police aggravated stalking uh, with his stepmother claiming in February that he held a knife to his grandmother's throat and threatened to kill her. An arrest report said McLemore had previously threatened to harm people by telling them that his Nazis associates from prison would pay them a visit. He also cut off, the family cut off communications, but not before he sent them one text with the Coldplay lyrics, Lights will guide you home and ignite your bones and I will try to fix you. The lyrics from the song Fix You were meant by the band to be uplifting, though it's unclear how McLemore may have meant them. So <laughs> he is, uh, his bond said $100,000. He's doing court in three weeks. And uh, you know what? What a winner, man. Has the planet gone mad? They all have gone mad, brother. And that is Florida Man for this week. I will be in Florida Man during this segment next week. I'll have to let you guys know how that goes two weeks from there. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Well, folks, that does do it for Florida Man. God, I love that segment. When we come back, we've got a segment called That's the Fact Jack. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 